It is time to get your geek on. Welcome to episode three of Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free. Uh, to my right, my co-host, uh, you know him very well by now, KB. What's up? What up, what up? And our special guest, John, a.k.a. JV. How you doing? I'm doing. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Bada boom, realest guy in the room. I don't know if you're going to get that. <laughs> KB doesn't get that reference, but uh, we'll, we'll touch upon that a little bit. So um, episode three, we got a lot. This is a stacked show. Stacked show. Um, we got some stuff on tap. Uh, but before we get into our format, some industry news, the final countdown, and a little bit of a song for you guys, kind of want to just uh, kick it over to JV just to give us uh, you know, a quick introduction to who you are and, and what you do. What do you geek out about? What are the things that you're passionate about? What are you a geek for? Well, there are quite a few things I'm passionate about that um, one would consider geeky. Um, first and foremost being gaming. I'm a big gamer um, from... All the way back to the days of NES, to Atari, Coleco, playing my father's consoles, um, up through Sega Genesis, PlayStation, and now to the you know the next gen consoles, Xbox One, PS4, and of course uh, PC. Uh, in addition to gaming, uh, branch off of that, I really like esports. It's something that um, I've become very passionate about over the past nine years or so. Um, games like League of Legends, which is arguably one of the biggest video games in the world and um, probably the most popular eSport as well. Um, outside of gaming, I like wrestling. Uh, some of you guys might know, um, if you're a listener of other 59 Media uh, productions, I'm also one of the hosts and member of the Hurricane Rana Wrestling uh, radio podcast. Which, great uh, podcast, by the way. I, I need I need to be on that because I have I'm, I'm a closet wrestling geek myself. So. Oh, they, they'd love to have you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. So wrestling, and then um, from anywhere to uh, you know just general sports and uh, fantasy sports. I'm a big fantasy sports uh, junkie as well. So those are the things that I'm passionate about that I'm you know I geek out for. Excellent, so. excellent. Well, I think I think for for me personally, what I'd connect more with you, obviously the wrestling as I mentioned, and the video games. I know KB is a, a huge gamer as well. Um, but just a, a quick question for you. So you mentioned yeah, you know Atari, Nintendo to Sega Genesis. Is that the jump you made? Because that's the same jump I made. I never <laughs> got into Super Nintendo. Neither did I. Okay, so I, I went straight from Nintendo to Sega to the original PlayStation PS1. And then I, I've been a PlayStation guy ever since. Now I know KB, he has all the systems under the sun. He's got pretty much everything. Um, so so you went Nintendo to Sega to PlayStation. Is that, that Was that your path? Yes, it was. Uh, Nintendo, uh, first game I played on Nintendo was obviously Super Mario Brothers. Like the rest of the world. Yeah, like the rest of the world, pretty, uh, pretty standard. Um, played a bunch of games on NES, uh, name it Double Dragon, Excite Bike, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and then um, branched off, upgraded to the uh, the 16-bit console, mm -hmm. the uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, I remember the first two games I had with that system were Sonic the Hedgehog and Mario Lemieux Hockey. Um, I know everyone's a big EA Sports hockey fan, but my first hockey game was the uh, Mario Lemieux came with a little puck. Um, then, you know, right into PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and so on and so forth. So, How about you, KB? What, what was your uh, your genesis, no, no uh, pun intended, oh of uh, video game consoles? <laughs> I, I mean, I started out with Nintendo like everybody else. I think in Super Mario Brothers, where would we be without that game? Right. You know, that, that started it all for, I think, the, the modern generation. But, um, yeah, I went from Nintendo to Genesis as well. And then from that, I actually went to Dreamcast. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I wish I had a cricket sound effect right now. I'd play that because I yeah. I've never touched Dreamcast. Yeah, and it was actually it was such an underrated console. <laughs> that was the console I always wanted but never had. Yeah, it it was such an underrated console. It was, it was, it was great graphics and and really innovative. Um, and then Sega kind of just you know went to just software after that. Um, but now it's like you know any any console. I just love the exclusives. Like most of the time, I'm not playing games that are on both consoles. Most yep. games I play are exclusives, so it's kind of tough. Um, like to even have a Wii U, I wanted to play Bayonetta two. It's only on Wii U, you know. So, well, so the, one of my favorite things, Sega Genesis. Um, I played one of my first games on Sega. Believe it or not, was Mortal Kombat two. I believe, or it was even the original Mortal Kombat. And uh, I didn't want to release it now, but I'll just tell you guys. The name of the episode is going to be Dullard, Down, Up, Left, Left, A-R-D, which was the <laughs> blood code to get in. Uh, I believe it was Mortal Kombat, if not Mortal yep. Kombat 2. I can't remember, but I just remember that. That's still on the Sega Genesis. Like, is I'm, It's like ingrained in my thumbs that I can, when I pick up that controller, that's just like the, the cheat code I put in that I, I remember. I think that may have been Mortal Kombat 2. Cause I believe so, Mortal too. Mortal Kombat and Sega was ABAC, ABB. ABB, yeah. And then the cheat code was... <coughs> Down, up, left, left, A, right, down. I, something like yeah, that. Yeah, see, yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. So, But that's that's going to be the name of this uh, episode title of the podcast. Um, so, JV, just to kind of like maybe marry two of your loves together, wrestling games on the these consoles, uh, SmackDown versus Raw, Raw, I can't even talk, SmackDown versus Raw, or the, uh, what do they call it now, um, uh, WWE 2K, because it's like... Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the 2K branch now. Um, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably go with the new 2K games. Not the, I think it was 2K13 or 14. The first one that released on Next Gen was pretty garbage, um, but the the most recent one was really good. That's the one I haven't picked up, so that makes sense. Yeah, it was good. And then there was the um, the one with the Stone Cold story arc, which I believe was a few years ago. That was still on the 360 last gen console, which was great. What was the first wrestling game you fell in love with? First one yeah. I fell in love with, probably I think it was WrestleFest, the arcade cabinet game. Mm-hmm. Um, had like all the you know the, the uh, cartoony guys from back in the day, the '80s and whatnot. Big Boss Man, Ultimate Warrior, etc. But was that the one with the Legion of Doom in it? I believe the Legion of Doom. Because I play, well. I love that arcade <laughs> cabinet. That was great. I used to play that uh, Big Top in Fall River yep. all the time, all the time. There's that game. Um, I don't know if you remember this one, too. Uh, I think I picked it up for the original PlayStation, uh, WWF In Your House. You want to talk about cartoony. It had, like, Razor Ramon and The Undertaker, and all their special moves were, like, so cartoony. Like, Undertaker would actually pick up a tombstone and hit you with it, and I'm just like, (laughs) what is this crap? But, um, yeah, I'm huge into wrestling games, too. I think the most widely regarded was SmackDown versus Raw. Here Comes the Pain, I think, was the usually the highly regarded of, of that series. Um, the other big one that's highly regarded, which, again, not being a Nintendo guy, I guess was for Nintendo 64, uh, was WrestleMania 2000, supposedly is the best wrestling really? game with the WWE or WWF back then characters. Um, so I might try to get my hands on a, a port of that at some point in time, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But that's what's really highly regarded um, as far as that goes. But um, any other games that you're currently playing now that you'd like to uh, suggest to maybe anybody that's a gamer that's listening that may be interested in playing for either a, a PlayStation or, or an Xbox One or something along those lines? Well, on console, PlayStation 4 right now, I've been playing The Division. Um, I've gotten up to like level 20 just last night, actually. So that's the game. I've been, that's my go-to on console. As far as PC, 
I'm a League of Legends guy. That's my addiction right now. But if you're looking for something that's probably not as addicting, um, there's this game called H1Z1, which is like a zombie survival game. Um, you know, you're pretty much just you're, you're dropped into the land, um, and <coughs> you have nothing but the shirt on your back, and you use that. It's a crafting game, and then um, you know you got to watch out for the zombies, other players, etc. It's uh, I recommend that. That's that's okay. So I I have not gotten into the division. Um, I'm not a PC gamer just because. I don't know. I, I'm not techie, believe it or not. So I'm, I'm, I'm Division is pretty big right now, despite some mixed reviews. Because mm-hmm. it's gotten some, like IGN tanked it, you know. Um, uh, but that that game, uh, I know they've banned players for cheating and stuff. Yes. Already, and they're, they're ha- handing out penalties and all this stuff. Now, now how are they do? How are they cheating on this again? I I, I haven't gotten into all the loops and how they do it, but well, that's there what are I've heard. like. Um, there's, I think, similar to if, if anyone out there has played Destiny, there are like these looting cave type things where you can kind of, you know, just get unlimited legendary items, the best items yeah. in the game, and just kind of, you know, pimp out your guy. Okay, so basically you troll, you control other players then yeah. because right. you have the best right. gear. Okay. Excellent. Um, well, that's, that's, that's cool. Thank you for being here. Um, you know, and you also have, from, from my understanding, from our correspondence, uh, you have a little bit of uh, knowledge with the comic book uh, industry as well. Yes. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of that stuff as we get into our industry news. Okay, so my first piece of news that we were talking about a little earlier before we actually started recording this uh, superherohype.com. It's rumored for now, but Michael Keaton was rumored for the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie. Um, of course, Spider-Man appeared in Captain America Civil War. He's going to be getting his own Marvel-specific movie with you know with Marvel and Sony working together. Michael Keaton was rumored to sign on as the villain, but then he backed out when Robert Downey Jr. actually was signed to the movie. But now reports are that Michael Keaton is back. And um, the rumor is he's going to be playing the Vulture, which I think is kind of cool because we've never seen um, the Vulture in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've seen Dr. Octopus, the Green Goblin, the horrible rendition of Venom. Um, but the, the idea is that the Tinkerer is also going to be a secondary villain. And he's going to design the Vulture's costume from the Chitari armor that was left over from the first Avengers movie. He actually acquired some of it. It's been working on it and gave it to Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture. And that's going to how he's how he's going to get his super suit where he can fly around. Um, just wanted to kind of solicit thoughts and feedback from uh, my co-host and my guest. KB, JV, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm a big Michael Keaton guy, the original Batman. So, um, well, Batman movie. Uh, if you don't want to count Adam West and all that, but uh, I think the Vulture is a, is a good choice. Like you mentioned just now, we don't want to really see a rehash of the Green Goblin again. We don't want to see, um, you know, a, a villain that we've already seen in the cinematic universe. I like that, you know, they're going to bring in the Chitari arm um, technology and whatnot, so that it kind of ties in tight with the existing um, universe that Marvel's created. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's going to be great. Yeah, um, for me, I, you know, I like how they, how Marvel is really good at finding ways of tying their movies in, you know, with, with the Chitauri armor and, and, and tying it back into something else, you know. Um, as, as far as Michael Keaton's concerned, I, you know, I love Michael Keaton, you know, as an actor. I think he's, he's fantastic, and getting him, you know, into this, into this movie is, is really good. Um, as far as villains go, 
you know, I, I would like to see some of them rehashed. Um, like as Jay Free just mentioned, like Venom was just atrocious before. Um, Eric that, Foreman. Eric Foreman as Venom. <laughs> yes. So, Seriously. So yeah. So to see Venom maybe rehashed um, in a better in a better way, I, I would really like to see, or or maybe Carnage. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you get, could get to Carnage yet without point, going through Venom overall um, in the in the in the universe. I, I just think it's kind of I don't know if ironic is the correct use of the term for this, but he goes uh, Michael Keaton goes from Birdman to the Vulture. I think that's <laughs> yeah, it is kind that's, of that's that's kind of cool. Um, if that the rumors are true, um, yeah. So going back to some of the thoughts that were just brought up, other than the the villains that we've already seen rehashed, are there any other Spider-Man villains that you'd like to see, or or at least? What are the villains do you think would actually make a cool image on the, the the big screen for a foe of Spider-Man? Any thoughts? If not, I have I have mine. I just I uh, personally, I've always been a fan of Craven the Hunter. Um, I think he'd be a great adaptation to the uh, the cinematic universe and whatnot. Um, just you know the fact that he's the ultimate hunter and Spider-Man's you know pretty much would be his ultimate prey. And I think it would go over well on you know on the big screen uh back to kb's point though about venom uh, I, I actually think that'd be a great idea if they rehashed him especially bringing in you know with you know guardians of galaxy they're already yep. out in space and yep. whatnot so they could bring the symbiote from out there yeah, and, and go in from the there, um so. in the new marvel universe uh carnage is part of the guardians of the Ga- uh, not carnage uh, venom sorry he's part of the guardians of okay the galaxy. see i'm not i'm not up so to date with that okay cool could be a you know might go into one of our other news pieces. Yeah, bring bring out that symbiote down, like you know, uh, and then the symbiote falls to Earth, you know, through the Guardians of the Galaxy, whatnot. Maybe it attaches to the Milano or something else, and it when it's in Earth's atmosphere, and then Peter Parker finds it. They could do the whole Venom storyline. I think that'd be a really cool idea if they could do it right. Um, do not get Eric Foreman to play Venom. Though. <laughs> no. get, get somebody a little bit more, not, no pun intended, a little bit more hulking to be Eddie Brock. <laughs> Um, actually, remember, I don't know, do you remember, you guys remember Wizard Magazine? Yeah. When they used to do like the fantasy, the Wizard Magazine used to do casting calls back in the day, and they said that they'd like, you know, obviously back then, Howie Long would play a great Eddie Brock. And then they talked about Brock Lesnar po- possibly being a good Eddie Brock because he has that size and that bulkiness, and I think he would look badass if they CGI'd that, the Venom symbiote over him. Like, that would be a <laughs> massive fucking dude to like, that would be scary. <laughs> Especially when you get this little, like, tiny um, Tom Holland, to Peter Parker running around, and you have this guy that's, like, five times times his size and just, like, running around Queens and, and whatnot. Actually, where did you say? Did he say he was from Queens? I can't remember now um, where he said in the movie. I think he said he's from Queens, though. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Because Captain America's from Brooklyn. So, yeah, Queens. Yeah, Queens. And just see Venom, like, Brock Lesnar just tearing it up in Queens. I think that'd just be sick. Spider-Man sick. will show all that Civil War power. <laughs> yeah, well, now that Iron Man's going to be doing yeah. the... The, you know, the enhancements to his suit and, and whatnot, I think that'd be really, really cool. Especially Iron Man. Think about that. Iron Man and Spider-Man teaming up against Venom. I think it'd be that cool. Because, again, the sweet. sonic sonic uh, waves affect the symbiote. So mm-hmm. that'd be kind of kind of cool. Um, the other person, and not to go into too much, as, as they say, in like, you know, when, as a part of the uh, internet wrestling community that I'm a part of, <laughs> uh, fantasy booking, so to speak, um, I would love to see um, Mysterio. I would love to see Mysterio as a villain. Forget about Mysterio. I actually thought about this when they had the Tobey Maguire, uh, Kirsten Dunst Spider-Man. She's becoming an actress. What if she gets like a small part in a movie and then the special effects guy develops a crush on her, finds out she's like with Spider-Man and then he creates this whole thing and he uses all those special effects to become this villain. The story writes itself. I mean, I think it'd be really, really cool um, 
to, to see something like that, especially with the special effects they could do with Mysterio as a villain. I think it'd be all smoke and mirrors, you know? And was, was I the only one during the first uh, Spider-Man trilogy um, when it was, I um, can't believe I forget his name, the main character from Evil Dead. He has a small role as like uh, a, uh, Bruce Usher. Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell. Yeah. He has a small role in one of the Spider-Man films, and there was always like the fan <coughs> fanboy theory, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe he's in the movie theater or whatnot, the, the opera house, and maybe he's going to be Mysterio. That would know? be so awesome. That would be cool. I guess that'd be great. But yeah, that's that's just a cool uh, an idea I had, or, or at least thought of. Like, you know, they had it, they had it right there. They had the storyline ready to go, and, and they just didn't. Um... So wrapping that up, anything else, uh, thoughts, Michael Keaton, or any other villain you want to see besides Mysterio and Craven? I absolutely agree. I think Craven would be an amazing character. They could do almost make it more of a thriller type thing, like Spider-Man running from Craven as he's trying to hunt him, or even like trying to, he's trying to wear Spider-Man down. Maybe he's like setting up Spider-Man with all these like little secondary villains or crime sprees just to kind of tire him out so we can hunt him down and, and make that you know giant claim that I killed the biggest beast that I you know I can I'm the ultimate hunter I think that would be kind of sick I think you need to submit that screenplay that, <laughs> that, that'd be kind that'd be kind of cool well moving into piece number two um, via comic book resources um, Guardians of the Galaxy is on a collision course with the Avengers. Uh, during an interview with the Nerdist, so not only comic book resources, but the Nerdist, which is a great website, thenerdist.com, uh, screenwriters for Avengers Infinity War, Chris Marcus and Steve McFeely, drew some connections between the two Marvel properties and suggesting that uh, the Guardians are going to be involved in the upcoming Avengers film because they were asked if they were interested in including the Guardians. Marcus said, let me put it this way. You know who owns the gauntlet, right? You know who's in another movie, and his kids are in that movie. So he's talking about Gamora and Nebula. And then McFeely added, it's a big universe, which Marcus then concluded, you do the math. So obviously, you know, the Avengers and Infinity War is going to be a two-parter. I think you need to have the Guardians in there. You know, with Thanos and the the Gauntlet and all the Infinity Stones, we're actually going to be doing a segment, and I didn't even tell KB about this, coming down probably the next couple episodes. I want to do a a segment about where all the current Infinity Stones that we know Mm -hmm. of are within the universe. Um, so I think we're going to do that probably in the next like three to four episodes, um, gearing up for Thor and, and whatnot. But, um, thoughts, guardians of the galaxy involved with the Avengers infinity war. Um, they have to start bringing that universe together. Like we see it all separated out, but now we're in a phase where I feel like we need to start seeing more of an interaction between movies more crossovers like Iron Man getting into the Spider-Man movies. So we need to say the same thing with um, Guardians and Avengers. Um, so definitely, definitely want to see that. Um, and Captain Marvel, also, I think I'd suggest on the last show that in her newest book, you know, she's in command of a space station. Maybe that plays into this as well. You know, maybe they bring all of these together in, in that fashion. I think Captain Marvel will probably have in the Guardians movie, after the Guardians comes out, when mm-hmm. we have that little, you know, Post credits yeah. teaser. I bet you, like the Nova Corps is going to do something, and it's going to be be with her. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, JV, do you have any thoughts, uh, Guardians, along with the Avengers? I think it was inevitable. Um, it was something I think that all fans expected. Um, I, I think it was the Russo brothers, you know, back a month or so ago, uh, mentioned that there was going to be like sixty plus Marvel characters mm-hmm. in the Infinity Wars Part One and Part Two, which apparently they're renaming or whatever they're called now. Um, so it was something that was expected. They're already out there with Thor. He's out in there. You got Guardians of Galaxy, and I, I agree with KB. It, you really have to start kind of bringing them all together, mm-hmm. um, as as they're doing with Spider-Man: Homecoming. I'm looking forward to it. So, 
Now, uh, and I didn't ask you this beforehand, and I should have, uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, the Netflix series, have you watched any of the, either the Daredevil, the Jessica Jones, have you watched any of that yet? I have watched the season one of Daredevil. I'm halfway through season two, uh, and I've watched uh, all of Jessica Jones. So. Okay, so just because my thought is, you know, with that 60 plus, would you like to see the Netflix characters kind of integrated, even if it's just a one-off, like bring them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or even like, for example, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., That's like bring one. bring that into, like if they're going to be doing 60 plus characters, I mean, I think that's, even with the characters that we've seen, unless they're going to just do a bunch of like characters, like just very vaguely introduce them, I don't know. Um, but what are your thoughts? Do you think they should mix up uh, both the television and the Netflix series and bring that into the cinematic universe as well? Uh, I'm all for it. Um, you know, Netflix has the, uh, I think they just made another deal with um, the Marvel Studios or whatever, where they're going to have all of that content on Netflix. Um, you know, back to actually we were talking about Spider-Man, uh, someone like the Kingpin from the Daredevil series, you know, maybe he would have been great to, you know, bring into Spider-Man Homecoming as a villain. Um, but th there's multiple avenues they can go. D I think Daredevil's my favorite right now um, of the Netflix series. Um, so, I, I mean, bringing him in is, is just a no-brainer. The guy that plays him is amazing. So, Yeah, I, I think they should. Um, Jessica Jones is an interesting character. Um, you know, she's, she's a whole other side of hero that we don't <coughs> really see often. Bringing somebody like that and, and Luke Cage into the, into the movies um, and Daredevil. And the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing is interesting. Um, because a lot of the movies, when they come out, usually have some cross-reference with a shield, with an Agents of Shield episode. So, um, and I know, you know, Sam Samuel's been on there as Nick Fury. You know, I think it was last season's season finale. Um, you know, he came on as you know a guest star there. Um, so it would be really nice to see, um, you know, Coulson and the rest of the Shield people get back into the the well, fold. That, that's the other thing, and the Inhumans as well. None, of, none of the other like Avengers know that Coulson's still alive yeah. or who was brought back. Like they, how many years has it been since he's been killed yeah. since the original Avengers? And nobody's like he hasn't crossed paths with any of these guys yet or gals. You know that's just that's just befuddling to me. It 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 is, but at the same time, the Avengers are, are kind of doing their own thing, and and Nick Fury, it's it's kind of weird. Like, where is he at this point? Because we really don't see him in Civil War, and he pops up in the most random places. Um, you know, so I'm kind of curious. You know, does Shield make a big comeback? I would think they have to in the next Avengers movies. Well, I think yeah, they they might gear up the television show for that. For that, um, they, they're. Yep. Has been again with with what you're saying too with the Inhumans that could be a huge subset too almost like a, a secret what was it Secret Warriors that that's yes. on there right yep. now so uh, currently if you're up to date with your uh, Agents of Shield the Secret Warriors are going there with a couple of different powered Inhumans uh, it's like kind of a subset of Shield um, which is kind of cool so yeah I think they could you know fight Thanos as well and then you bring in the Guardians you bring in the Avengers and then you can probably bring Spider Man back obviously. Um, and then Doctor Strange, I would say. And then, yeah, if you bring in the television and even like like you said, Luke Cage, Iron Fist is going to yep. be a big thing. Bring in the Defenders. Bring yeah. in the Defenders as like, a you know, they're around the streets in New York and Thanos just shows up and fuck shit up. And <laughs> that's that's you only need one scene with them if you want. Or yeah. then, and then bring like Luke Cage. How cool would it be to see Thanos like blast out of his gauntlet? And Luke Cage just stands there because he's got unbreakable skin. That would be kind of cool. I don't know if that would work versus something, you know. And the nice thing about Luke Cage is not your stereotypical hero. You know what I mean? Here's a guy in just jeans and a t-shirt. Right. That's going to take right. this hit from yeah. Thanos. And it, it's <laughs> interesting to see versus, you know. I think, be, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be kind of fun. Captain America or something. Well, I think uh, we're at the midway point right now. So we're going to take a quick uh, musical interlude. And then we're going to come back with our final countdown. And the uh, topic for the final countdown is the top 10 comic-based video games that we've played. So 
Hang tight. We'll be back in a few minutes. was Icarus from 1972 with a track called Spider-Man. All right, guys, this is going to be a pretty big final countdown. We're doing our top 10 comic-based video games. Yes, the final countdown. So we're, the way it's going to work is pretty simple. We're going to go through either our honorable or dishonorable mentions. Um, we're going to start with our guest, JV, go to KB, and then finish off with me. We're going to go one by one through our honorable slash dishonorable, and then start with number 10 all the way to number one. So let's start with you, JV. Do you have any honorable or dishonorable mentions? I have a dishonorable mention, and that goes to... X-Men on the original 
Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, that's awesome because I was thinking about that for my list. I played that game, and that used to frustrate the shit out of me. <laughs> that game was brutal. Uh, Wolverine was not Wolverine. Um, it was I don't know what you were fighting half the time in that game. It was like little robotic creatures with like a Zelda um, feel, the way it just kind of crossed the on, the on the landscape or whatnot. Um, but it was nothing like Zelda, not to insult Zelda. And uh, anyway, so yeah, that X-Men yeah. NES. I my my grandmother. We used to go to the the Rainham flea market, and she they used to charge like shit tons of money. Like now that I'm thinking about it, it's like forty five to fifty dollars for this Nintendo cartridge, and this game was the shit. Not the shit in a good way. Just the cr- <laughs> it was crappy. It was just it was shitty. And I, I was like so into X Men when I was younger, and I was like, oh, I want this, and I played. I'm like, I can't figure this out. I don't understand. Did you, uh, you ever happen to you, you, I, I, KB I didn't, didn't check that it. out? Didn't check it count, out. Count, count yourself lucky. Um, all right, KB, any honorable or dishonorable mentions? I have actually a few honorable mentions. Go for it. Um, some people may be familiar with this. If you're a gamer, the pinball effects marble tables. Th- those those are really, really cool. Like the characters on them, they got the, the Venom table is, is awesome. There's an awesome Venom table. Um, they tend to come out with the movies a little bit. You got an Avengers table. Um, they even did a Blade table, which is, which is really, really cool. Um, I'm playing it right now. Another honorable mention is it's it's for your phone. Marvel Future Fight. I don't know, if Jay Free, if you've checked, no, checked it out. I've, I've played it, Contest of Champions. It, it, but. Yeah, Contest of Champions is a letdown compared to Marvel Future Fight. Okay. Contest of Champions basically is you know like your typical little fighter kind of game. You know, um, and th- there's not much for moves in that. I found um, the Marvel Future Fight is reminds me a lot of um, Ultimate Alliance. Okay. And you have like three characters, and what I like is they're including the new Marvel lineup as well. So Silk, the new Miss Marvel. Um, characters like that are, are now included in the in this new game. And, if and you, Jessica Jones, you can play as Jessica Jones. Uh, I just want to say, if you want to, who is yeah. Silk? Well, you should listen to our previous episode to find out who Silk is. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of customization. There's upgrading. There's power upgrading. And, and the levels are short. So if you want to just play something really quick, you can play it like you know an episode in like a, you know thirty seconds a minute, like a lot of short little episodes. Um, and it's fast too. It's it's not it's not one of those drag kind of games. Um, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. That was a good one. First time seeing the DC characters in a fighting game really against another franchise. Honestly, I didn't even think of that game until you just mentioned it. Yeah. So it was like, oh, we're playing. D-, and that was kind of kind of setting the stage, I think, for the Injustice game because it's, you know, it's the same same company there. Um, and this one, a lot of people probably don't think about uh, The Wolf Among Us. Comic book, The Wolf Among Us. Uh, Telltale does some some good work. Um, and they did, they did a game, The Wolf Among Us, which is basically just a story epi- episode type style game where they... Um, you know, they, they basically hash out the story of the comic book, but you get to choose, you know, the paths of all the characters in the game by, you know, what, what you choose to do. So, um, yeah, so those are my honorable mentions. All right, my honorable mentions. Um, my first one is Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge on the Sega Genesis. Um, it was just kind of cool to see Spider-Man and the X-Men team up and you had to fight different levels for your different characters. It was hard as hell. Um, so I never actually beat that game, but I thought it was a, a really cool concept. Speaking of games I could never beat for the original Nintendo Entertainment System, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh. Dude, it was so <laughs> difficult. Was it kicked my, but I, I'm, again, growing up, huge Ninja Turtles fan. Yeah. I was like rabid for that game. And I used to play it like every day. And I could never get past like driving the stupid turtle van around. I could never figure out where the hell that I need to go next. I would go through the sewers, get my ass kicked, restart the game, do the same thing all over again. And then... Uh, I love this game. I don't want to talk it down, but it's just outside my top 10 for the PS3, Arkham Asylum. I love Arkham Asylum. Uh, Batman is my favorite, 
favorite comic book character. I could make a list of I, all the I'm, Arkham I'm, games I'm, on here, but I don't want I don't want to cheat the system because there's so many awesome games that I used to I, play. Go ahead. You want to you want to say something? No, no. I, I'm surprised Arkham Asylum is not in your top ten. Well, I'm really surprised. There'll by be that. there'll be reasons for it. Okay. There'll be reasons for it. But those are those are my honorable mentions. So before we go into our top ten, and we're going to start again with JV. Um, I just want to point out um, for me, and I, I can't speak for the other two guys, but these are games. Obviously, I think that we all actually played. It's not just like we're, we're spe- specific. Like, oh, well, we heard these games are good. Yeah. We've all physically actually played the games on our list. So yep. I just want to mention that. So that being said, um, it's going to go through the, the entire spectrum, you know, uh, tablets to consoles to arcade games to whatever else it might be. Um, because, you know, JV, as he's mentioned, is a gamer for all different platforms, as is KB and myself. So that being said, number 10, JV, what do you have in your 10 spot? Number 10, I've got an arcade game, arcade cabinet game, uh, Captain America and the Avengers. Um, pretty pretty basic game you had your four uh, avengers to pick from vision hawkeye captain america and iron man uh, my personal favorite was the vision mm-hmm. um it just seemed a little uh, op you just kind of jumped back and shot from his eyes and it was pretty easy unfortunately it was a game i never beat um yeah. i spent a lot of quarters in that game and i actually found it somewhere uh colonial honda in dartmouth <laughs> has it in their waiting room uh but it's never on when i go there oh. so I'm waiting for the day it's on because I'll probably be there cool. all day. <laughs> I'm not, they're gonna be like, "Do you want to do you want to test drive a car?" No, no, no. I'm just I'm just here for this game. Gonna pump quarters into this thing. So that's so that's my number ten. KB, what do you got for number ten? Uh, my number ten is actually a multiple of games because you know you don't want to put a ton of games into the countdown. It's all kind of the same thing, but the so Marvel. You, the, wait, wait. So you're cheating? I'm cheating. You're already there. cheating. You're on <laughs> yeah, number ten. Already you're already cheating. cheating. But okay. um, because because they kind of all play the same, and that's the Marvel DC Lego games. Like they're really like they're really interesting games. They have a lot of material in them. Like yes, they're they're for kids, but they the number of characters that they have in the games are surprising. Like I've played it with my daughter, and I'm like, wow, like that this is this is crazy. All the characters in here, and they're, they're comical. Like they they tell story and they're comical. Um, and they also have like the Marvel games have Stan Lee in them, and you've got to rescue Stan Lee. And every time you rescue him, he's like <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> You know, and then, and then the DC games they use Adam West to find Adam West. Um, so lots of unlockables, a good amount of play time. Um, like the Marvel game, you st- your your home base is on the Shield helicarrier. Like it's it's just it's really really cool. So um, yeah, Marvel DC Lego games are are up there. They're uh, all kind of the same. So. I got a quick confession. So I I've played the Batman Lego game. I have too. I've gotten stuck on the first level. I know it's a kid game. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know if it was a glitch, but I got stuck on the first level. I'm not ashamed to admit that, but but yeah, I've gotten stuck. So number ten. Yep, that was okay. my number ten. My number ten, and I don't know if this is on anybody else's list, and people might crap on this, but for the PS2, Spider-Man Two, the game, that was the first time um, I believe they allowed for like Spider-Man swinging around in an open world setting, mm-hmm. more of a sandbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and it's actually the first superhero game, comic-based super, superhero game I played on the next-gen consoles, yep. like PlayStation, PlayStation Two. That was the first one I picked up. Uh, you know, when I picked up PlayStation One, it was like Tomb Raider and, and stuff along that lines. Spider-Man Two is the first superhero game I played on the next-gen console, so that's why that uh, has a special place in my heart, and that's why it falls into the number ten spot for me. Moving on to number nine, what do you have, JV? Number nine, I have Batman for the. NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, which was based loosely off the uh, the original movie with Michael Keaton. 
you know, just some things I really liked about that game was the fact that it was based off the movie f- loosely. Um, there was also wall jumping, which was something mm-hmm. that you really didn't see in, in, in many NES games at the time, at least not that I remember. Um, so that was that was and then you had all the cool gadgets that Batman had. So uh, I, I love that game. And then at the end, you had the Joker with his long nose pistol. And I just always thought that was. You know, really dope. So that's pretty sick. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that game too. It's not on my list, but that was a good game. Uh, my number nine would be. Um, I actually like Deadpool. Okay, so here's here's my thing with this. Deadpool is a great game. I love it. It's it's totally encompasses his character. Yeah. Um, but it didn't make my list. So so KB, why why? Um, again, it was all about the character and the crudeness, and they, they got the Deadpool game down to to a science with his character, the, the 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 crummy apartment that he's staying in, and you have all the little unlockable things in the apartment, and the antics. It was just typical Deadpool, like almost like prepping for the movie, like introducing it to people in gaming, and then when the movie came out, you know, he was a bit more popular. Um, it was a hard game in some points. There were some parts of it that were actually pretty challenging. Um, so I really enjoyed it. You know, it was it was a good um what like six to eight hours of gaming or something like that but it was it was good i liked it i really did like it uh, did, did you have you played that jv or i have not i'm actually it's, i'm interested in it's it's it, so. it's interesting in the sense that um it's it's very much and again talking from the deadpool movie yeah. it's a lot more sexual with the x-men yeah. characters like rogue and psylocke he, yeah. he makes so many crude comments <laughs> yeah but it's it's fun to play it's it's very violent yeah. it's very bloody um see wolverine in there for a little bit so it's not yeah. on my list but do you, did you ever play the uh, punisher game no, I have not. Okay, that's a fun game too. I think it was for PS2 or maybe PS3, but yeah, yep. that is a fun. Game. It reminded me a lot of that. Um, but yeah, if you like mindless violence, it's it's a fun is game. Is it like a hack and slash or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Okay. It's like it's not like a, a first person. It's it's more yeah. like yeah, you, your katanas are out. Correct yeah. me if I'm, it's been a while since I've played it, but yeah. yeah, hack and slash, absolutely. Cut off people's heads and right, the cool. heads go flying out. Yeah. Um, okay, so yep. number, are you? Did you have anything else? No, I'm all set. Okay, number nine for me. Um, and this is why I want to make sure it was comic based because one of my favorite comics growing up and also my favorite action figure line was G.I. Joe. So for the Nintendo Entertainment System, again, the game wasn't that fun to play, but I just loved playing it so much. It was G.I. Joe a real American hero? And you could set your team of three different Joes. You had your one standard Joe going through. So for the first few levels, I believe it was Duke. And then the, the couple levels after that, I think it was like Blizzard or something like that. Then you got Snake Eye. Snake Eyes. I always wanted to get to Snake Eyes, and I never could make it to Snake Eyes because Snake Eyes obviously is every he's the Wolverine of G.I. Joe. And it's just I wanted to get him to play that character, and I could never get that far. I got like maybe Blizzard, and then I died in the, the whatever level level two slash one, whatever. And I was like, that pissed me off. But G.I. Joe was such a fun game. I have a lot of uh, reverence for it growing up. Uh, so that's why it's at my number nine. G.I. Joe, a real American hero for the NES. Moving on to number eight, JV. And I actually had that game. It was a great game, and I totally spaced it out. Never, I, never, I never reason, played snake, it. Uh, snake Eyes. Same, yeah, snake same eyes. reason. But uh, number eight, I have X-Men for the Sega Genesis. Um, I just had a lot of fun with that game. There was you know, your core characters, Psylocke, Gambit, um, Wolverine, Cyclops, and someone else. But w- what I liked was that there was these special abilities you could get where you could call in some backup, and mm-hmm. it was like Storm and Iceman. And you know, I just you know, th- that was... You know, that game, as far as comic book video games, that really took it to the next level for me um, on the Genesis system. And the music was great. So, yeah, yeah that, I'm that, big into music. That was one of my that's one of my favorite games on the Genesis. I, I love that game. Um, my number eight would be uh, Marvel versus Capcom three. 
Um, really, really good to see the Marvel characters go up against the Resident Evil characters, uh, Mega Man, the Devil May Cry characters. So it was a great, great fighting game. And I, I loved in the story part about that. So, so each, you know, each team, and, and if people aren't familiar with Marvel versus Capcom, it's three characters. Each team is three characters, and they fight. So you can pick characters from both universes or, you know, just go universes. Mix and match or just... Yep, and then, they'd, and then they'd be kind of like if, if you beat a certain character, you know, so, um, you know, if a character from the same franchise beat another character, would unlock certain things, things like that. But what was really cool is the, the, some of the special moves. Like they had Deadpool in the last one. And Deadpool's one of his finishers was he would jump out of the screen and grab the life bar from the top of the screen and start beating the other guy over the head with <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. Like it's an awesome move. Like and, and it has a lot of those kind of moments with with the special moves at the end and the finishers. Um, and what I really liked in that was in the story mode, you could um, at the end you fought Galactus, which was pretty cool. See, I've not, okay, so I've never played that, so I, I can't comment on that. I've seen videos and it looks awesome, yep. but fighting games aren't really. And I'm going to contradict myself a little bit later, but fighting games aren't really my forte. Um, yeah, with, I know you're going to contradict yourself. Yeah, I'm going to, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, that, that video game looked awesome. Yeah, it was. You should definitely check it out. Now, have you ever played that? I've, I've played the Marvel uh, versus Capcom series, but I've not played the, the, last uh, the one. third one. No. Yeah. I mean, I just love how you nope. say that Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, yeah, even in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'll grab the life bar and just start beating somebody. But there was, uh, there was one more point I wanted to make on X-Men for Genesis. There was an oddity in the game um, when you went to beat um, Mojo. I think that was his name. Yep. Um, and you actually had to hit the reset button. There was like this black screen that would come up, and you had to hit the reset button very lightly in order to bypass and get to the next <laughs> level. And wow. So many times I would hit that damn reset button too hard, and you know, there goes the game. Start all over again. <laughs> so it was like a, an epic troll that some the of those older games, game. man, were brutal on the older systems. Yeah, they were. They were just silly. Well, moving on to my number eight. It's also an X-Men game, but this one is an arcade cabinet game, X-Men, the arcade game. And I totally forgot to rip uh, the audio for this, and I wanted to. I'll put it up on the uh, the Facebook page when I find it, the video of it. But um, growing up, my grandmother every weekend used to take me to Chuck E. Cheese, and Chuck E. Cheese became Big Top. I probably have spent more than $250 in quarters on this freaking game. Um, I spent so many hours with this game, but you could play as... Uh, Cyclops, Colossus, Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, or Dazzler. Dazzler was one of the heroes that you could play. Now, have you have either of you guys played that game, the arcade game, the stand-up? Yes. You you have. JV has. KB, no? I don't think so. Okay. So I don't know if you know this, J, JV. This was actually the first attempt at Marvel's, uh, Marvel's attempt of making the X-Men cartoon because there was a direct-to-video movie called Pride of the X-Men where Kitty Pride, it was kind of like what the Nighty animated series were, but it was Kitty Pride moving in to the X-Men and her being afraid of Nightcrawler. And this game was based off that cartoon or vice versa. I don't know what started. But the funny thing about that is Wolverine had an Australian accent in that cartoon. So Wolverine, as you know, I'm assuming anybody that grew up with the 90s animated series knows, like has that voice of Wolverine. Imagine hearing, oh, I'm Wolverine, Mike. Like, I'm just like, that's not Wolverine. Like not it was so funny, but... It also leads to one of my favorites. So you you playing this, and, and KB, I think this will be funny for you too. In one of the levels, whoever your X-Men character is, you walk up, you fight. It's a side-scrolling game. When you get to the end of the level, you're at a cliff, and you see Magneto come up, and he has his force field around him. Mm -hmm. There's a glitch in the game in the American version where he goes, X-Men, welcome to die. <laughs> he blasts things. So that's like that's like one of the, the things the game is most known about is just the X-Men welcome to die. And that's I wanted to rip that audio, and I totally forgot to do it because I was going to play that right here. 
But um, the cabinet had either a four-player or a six-player, I believe, yep. where you could play. And, and the six-player was awesome. You bring some of your friends. You're all these different X-Men. It was sick. It was sick. I really, really liked that game growing up. So that's my number eight, uh, X-Men, the arcade game. Moving on to number seven, JV, what is up? At number seven, I have Marvel Superheroes, the arcade game. Um, as you can see, I have a lot of arcade games on my list. It's just something I was very passionate about. Um, but was similar to the Marvel versus Capcom type um, gameplay. It was probably more of the original for Marvel. Um, that game was just, you know, I loved it. It was it were a very small roster. There was, you know, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America. Uh, I think his name was Blackheart. Some random characters yep. in there as well. Um, but my go-to when I played, and I used to play that game at Straight Shooters located here in Florida, Massachusetts. My friends would be playing pool, and I would just kind of drift off to the little arcade game. But Iron Man and his Proton Cannon <laughs> was just... <laughs> I love it. It was silly. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, that is my number seven. In addition, though, there were Infinity Stones in that game. Oh, um, see, that where sounds you could, so awesome. You could get the buffs. So, like, when you, when you were in the uh, versus mode and you were playing someone else... Getting one of those Infinity Stones because it would almost you know upgrade your abilities was would make or break any matchup. So, so it's kind of like almost like uh, you know, caution to the wind. Whoever gets this Infinity Stone, even if you have very little health left, it could turn the tide. In it your could favor. turn a tide. Correct. Yes. Awesome. KB, what do you got for number seven, man? People probably don't really they may not know this one or remember this one, but remember when the Scott Pilgrim movie came out? Yes. So there was a there was a video game, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and it was it was like a Street Fighter style game. And I remember I, I probably beat that thing with every single character. So you got to play as like Knife's Chows. You even got to be Nega Scott at some point. That's cool. So it was it was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> it reminded, you know, was it was it a it was like an eight sixteen bit kind of kind of game. Um, and really you could pick up things and beat people <laughs> beat people with like uh, crowbars and stuff. And uh, you get the to you know all the bosses that you know the the, the evil exes of of. Um, What's the girl's What's the girlfriend's name again? I, I can't remember. Um, Ramona. Ramona. Yes, Ramona. Ramona. That's right. Um, yeah. So Ramona's evil exes. You get to fight all them in boss battles. It was just a really cool game. Um, I also like liked it too because you know you could do the four players at home. Like gaming has got away from that. Like you know all the online gaming. So it's kind of nice to have a little game like this where you invite your friends invite, over, invite your friends over, drink some beers, and just beat on some things. You know what I mean? As four people playing one thing on the same screen yeah on the same screen yeah. so br brought me brings back some some <laughs> old does. nostalgia you know what i mean <laughs> so for me that was that's just a really cool game i like that one okay uh my number seven and i don't know if either of you guys have this on your list um this is for the sega genesis and it was a game called comics zone i remember comic zone i played it it's not on my list but i do recall yeah i game. just i is yep. i don't know what it was i love that game it was difficult i don't know if i've ever actually beaten that game for sega genesis but basically what you do is it's a total 90s guy too total 90s like yeah. grunge guys with a long slick back hair his name was sketch he'd have a white t-shirt on cargo shorts and just like a vest over it uh sunglasses hair pulled back in a ponytail he had a pet rat called roadkill and he got sucked into his own comic book. And it was really a really cool concept because you're moving panel to panel like an actual That's comic book about it. Yeah. And, and fighting these villains. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then there was a special move that he would do um, that would cost him a little bit of health. But you, when you hit a couple of the buttons together, he would actually rip a little bit of a piece of paper off that panel, make a paper airplane and throw it. And it would take everybody in its path out and then zook back at you. You would have to dodge the paper airplane coming back at you or it would do damage to you too. <laughs> and I thought that was a very cool concept. Cool. Um, and the other cool thing about that, which I don't know if anybody knows, it's actually designed to be used with the six button controller. 
for the, for the Genesis. Um, X, Y, and Z corresponds to three inventory slots where you could have your your pet mouse or pet rat or, or a bomb or a knife or something else to throw. Um, so you'd actually use the uh, the X, Y, and Z buttons. So it was actually designed for a six six button controller. So that's I just love that game. It just reminded me it's kind of a cool concept. So that's why it falls at number seven. Comic Zone for Sega Genesis. Moving on to number six, JV. At number six, I have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game slash NES game. Um, as some of you may know, it was released on both. I preferred the arcade version. Um, you know, just some of my favorite characters as a kid, some of my favorite toys I had as a kid. Um, the characters were actually in that game, so that was a big deal. Um, you know, you had Krang at the end and Shredder um, as the final boss, which was just something, you know, every kid knew. Like yeah. When you were Ninja Turtle, you wanted to beat Krang, and then you wanted to beat Shredder. So they did it right, and it was, you know, it was co-op, as, yeah. as you were alluding to, where, yeah. you know, you had you had that ability to play with your friends, yeah. which was just In fact, it was, re- it was re-released on 360 in the arcade. It was. Yes. Yeah, so it's yep. kind of, you know, one of those things. And I, I, I picked it up just so I could play it again. And I think they're, um, they remastered it. And I yep. think at Comic-Con this summer, San Diego Comic-Con, I think you can get a version. I'm not sure if I saw that correctly, but they remastered it. And I think yep. there's like an exclusive version you can get at San Diego uh, Comic-Con this summer. So. That's cool. Did you ever beat that by yourself? No. Uh, same thing here. No. Like, I think the <laughs> furthest I ever got to like sh- was like Shredder by myself. Yep. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is brutal. That was one of those games that could be brutal. Oh, it was. You know? so I had a brother, a younger brother, and that's, you know, without him, there were a lot of games I probably wouldn't have beaten as a I, kid, I bet so. you Jay Free beat it by himself. I spent a lot of quarters on that game as well. But yes. <laughs> His college fund <laughs> went to... T- that's, that's why I went to a community college. He <laughs> uh, broke the machine. Yeah, gaming is expensive. It's very yeah, expensive it, But hobby. it's fun. It's, it's such a fun, fun thing. Uh, KB number six. Um, I, I I'm sure this is this has got to be on on Jay Free's list at some point. But um, Injustice: Gods Among Us. It is on my list, yeah. not at my number six spot though. But yeah, um, I mean that it's just a great, great game. Like it was, it it it's it, there were tons. You know, there's been lots of fighting games with comic book characters, but I think this is like the top fighting game with comic book characters. Just it, it, there's not a you know there's not a glitch. There's not a complaint. There's not a it's it's so smooth. Everything works so well. The characters, the extra costumes, the the levels, the the, the animation and the levels, the punching between levels. You know, you punch the you punch a character and he goes flying into another screen. Like it's just it's all there. The online everything. It was just perfect. The um the uh, stars stuff where you have to do all the extra missions. Like it really just there's just so much gameplay in a fighting game. It's very rare that you see that much gameplay in a yeah, fighting th- game. That game didn't make my list only because I didn't own it. Yep. And I didn't play it enough, but I have played that game, and it was amazing. Just yeah. like you said, the the animations were false, and then you know, pro Evo players, like you said, as far as no glitches, there's a lot of glitches in fighting games. Yeah, in that game, the pro players, yeah. pro fighter, uh, fighting game players, they just they had high reviews for that game. Yeah. Yeah. On to you. Okay. Um. So I have to do this first. Me and JV have the same game in the same spot. Number six for me um, <laughs> is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Um, and you know why that is, guys? I like turtles. I love <laughs> turtles. Um, the Ninja Turtles were my favorite growing up. Um, just to kind of, I was a huge fan of the cartoon. It like harkened back to the, that 80s cartoon. Um, and then the, I actually played the arcade version. I was more, I did beat the game, but it, 
uh, it was the NES version um, that I, I, I beat. And actually, one of my favorite gifts, I still have it on my phone, is the opening scene where I believe it's Krang steals the Statue of Liberty. I, I just think that's like the anime, like the, the, the cut scenes were really good. And then just the fact that it was just a, a nostalgia, I guess, for the, the Turtles cartoon. And that's like, that was my, like, holy grail back in the day it was just i was i loved the ninja turtles i have all the toys same as you i still have the turtles blimp somewhere i have krang i have all that stuff and it's just i don't know i just love that game um kind of a sidebar real quick who's your favorite turtle then my favorite in the video games or oh yeah the video well i know the video games i think you and i had the same all right michelangelo was my favorite as a child growing up okay my favorite ninja turtle yep how about in the, but in the game? In the game is Donatello. Game, same thing with me. I you love know, Donatello. It's funny. I'm, I'm the same exact thing as you guys. <laughs> Michelangelo is my favorite turtle. Oh, now it's Raphael. Now uh, my favorite is Raphael. I love Raphael. He's the best. He's the best in my opinion. But also, too, for me, Donatello was my favorite in the games because he had that long reach. With yeah, that's, that's what it is. So Bo you staff. could actually play with him. Both yeah. staff was broken. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my number six. Um, moving on to number five, JV, what do you have? At number five, I have X-Men. Again on my list, but this time the arcade game. Um, you know, I think Jeff, you actually hit on everything I would have mentioned, so I'm not going to waste much time on this. Other than my favorite character in the arcade game was actually Colossus. Um, his special ability was just the AOE effect. Yeah, was just amazing. And huge, and huge area effect, and, and he, the, he the, the yell. The, was the just, yell. <laughs> yeah, like, I would just like wait to get the ability just so I could, you know. Use it so yeah uh, no I I think uh, well I I my favorite in the game and I have to say was Nightcrawler because I okay. loved his special where he's just like he, even though he didn't have a running power like I guess that's how they showed the teleportation thing but he would just like zigzag across the screen and wipe everybody in his path out which I thought was kind of cool I just like the fact that they included Dazzler in the game because Dazzler <laughs> yeah. who gives a crap about I Dazzler I don't think I ever picked <laughs> right picked Dazzler but she had a cool game. she had a cool special move she would throw a, like her light bomb in the middle of the room and have this whole area of effect this little radius thing and when everybody in that radius would get knocked out and it's really really cool um so yeah that's that's a, i love that game so but unlike uh at big top i actually played that i did play it there um but recently when i was in high school one not papa Gino's okay actually had the arcade uh, really? game there so that was uh i mean if i might ask i don't know play. you don't have to answer this if you don't want. what year did you graduate 2002 we probably played at Big Top together at some <laughs> well, point. I was, we were there a lot as, as kids. So. Uh, I just think that's, that's funny. <laughs> that and Lucky 13 in the Harbor Mall. So. I, I never did, never been there. No. But uh, KB, what do you got at uh, number five? I have our favorite. Well, not our favorite, obviously, because this is... But DC Universe Online. Yes. Because we've been playing that right. for how long now? To the listener, KB and I are both on the PS4. We play DC Universe Online. Uh, it is on my list. It's not at the number five spot, but uh, KB, why don't you talk about it? Uh, so DC Universe Online um, is basically, it's a MMORPG, basically. Um, so there's a bunch of different roles, and you create your own Marvel character. Uh, not, sorry, Marvel character. <laughs> DC character. It's a, been a long day. Um, DC character, um, and you get to have a mentor of Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman if you're a hero. And you get to have um, a mentor of Lex Luthor, Cersei, or the Joker, if you're a villain. Um, all kinds of great powers. Um, it, it's a great free-to-play that you could pick up um, and get into. Um, and if anybody's looking to play with us. Yeah, we're looking for <laughs> league members. Because right now it's just KB and I, and we need to get like a league of like 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> kind we, of fun. We need at least eight. Yeah, at least eight to do. Cause there's, so, uh, And I'll touch upon this a little bit later. But I don't um, want to steal all the thunder. Yeah. Too. 
So, uh, Jay, free. what's yours? Number five for me, and uh, this was, I believe, your number six, Injustice, Gods Among Us for the PS3. Uh, the storyline, yep. not too much to add. The storyline was great. I'm still collecting the digital comics because they're on year five, I yep. believe, right now. And it's it's cool because uh, – have you heard anything about it, JV? Or do you know the storyline behind it? Because I don't, I don't think you really talk too much about that. Yeah. So the storyline behind it, it's like almost at a, an alternate reality where the Joker uses kryptonite and he, he makes it into a gas and he actually – poisons Superman and he has him hallucinate he ends up killing Lois Lane thinking it's um, who, who what's the uh, the guy uh, Doomsday he thinks right. it's Doomsday and he, he grabs Lois flies her into space keeps punching her and she's pregnant with his child yeah. so he ends up realizing once he realizes it's Lois he goes back and he rips the heart out of the Joker and he decides that now I'm going to be this dictator nothing like this is ever going to happen again everybody's going to answer to me I'm going to control and make the world peaceful all under my rule and then he kind of like creates a schism with the heroes because Batman believes in free will and doesn't want this oppressor with Superman's powers. So then all it basically it's a fighting game, hero against hero. Some villains join up on Superman's side, such as uh, Sinestro from the Green the mm -hmm. Yellow Lantern. Yep. Um, Green Lantern becomes a Yellow Lantern under that because now he's instilling fear. Wonder Woman's on that side, but then on Batman's side, it's like Catwoman and Harley Quinn because he killed the Joker, he killed the love of her life. Um, and it's just a really, really cool... And then they end up creating... Um, like this pill that you take that gives everybody super strength. They basically get some, I don't know how they create the pill, I forget yeah, how, how I it, but it basically just makes them a little bit more invulnerable so they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Superman and he can punch you in the face as hard as you want and he won't kill you because he's, he's Superman and he could do that. <laughs> but it's, just, it's a really, really cool story. Uh, I really, really like it and the controls are, are are very, very simple. Not that I need to, I'm not a, necessarily a button masher where I have to go like, oh, special move, up, down, left, right, left, 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 A, B, A, B, left, yeah. left. It's just you take your shoulder buttons once you get, get the you know the gauge up to a certain part you hit your two shoulder buttons and you do your special move and it's it's really really cool and again the cool thing is you can block the special move because I used to play yes. against KB and he'd get I know when I kind of know his style so when you get up to the special move I would dodge it every single time and he used to get so frustrated at me <laughs> so much fun so that's my number five. Um, moving on to number four, JV, what do you have in your number four spot? Uh, my number four is actually uh, a game you've already mentioned, and that is Spider-Man 2, uh, the game on PlayStation 2. Um, you know, it was actually developed by one of my favorite developers right now, Treyarch, um, way back when before they were helming Call of Duty. Um, as, you, as you know, it's uh, based loosely off the movie. Um, spent countless hours playing that game. It was kind of a game changer for superhero movies um, before you had, you know, the Batmans now, as far as open world, mm -hmm. you had Spider-Man in that game kind of swinging around, um, you know, the city and whatnot. And I, as far as difficulty in that game, I don't know who you found the most difficult, but mine was actually, uh, was it Shocker was his name? Yep. Um, and that level, and he's kind of in the middle on a platform, and you'd have to wait until he goes, you know, into electric form, and then when he comes back, attack, run away. It was just very repetitive, but it was insanely difficult so that is number four on my list uh number four on my list is the walking dead game another telltale game I, th I thought about that last minute i didn't add it in i was going to put it on my honorable mentions but yeah um it's it, it's been a great game i think they're working on season three right now um i this is not counting the michonne game because i played the michonne game and it wasn't really all it's not good all that great i mean it was okay um it's michonne so it was okay <laughs> um but uh, the characters in this game are really interesting, and and I, I would love to them for them to introduce these characters into like the TV show or, or one of the TV shows. Now they got two of them. Yeah, um, but Clementine um, is is I don't know. Like it's it's kind of funny. Like my daughter, she doesn't play the games, but she watches them on YouTube. 
So she's like, when's the next season coming out? I'm like, you don't play. She's like, but I just want to see what happens to Clementine, what she does next. And this this little 12-year-old girl, Clementine, makes all these big decisions on life and death. And like, um, and, and her, her, her personality is very like, I don't know, laid back mm-hmm. for all this craziness going on. She's, she's even she's, keeled. She's, yeah. she's so even keeled. And it's like. If I'm not mistaken, she sees her parents as walkers at some point early in the uh, in season one. I, I, I don't remember I that. Like, I, well, I, I don't remember that. I, I haven't played that game in a while. I mean, but, it could be, but, but I, I, I want to throw a quick disclaimer out there for, for the listeners. Uh, KB's daughter is not like a six-year-old kid, so no. <laughs> uh, she, she's not going to be like, you know, uh, ruined or or, no, no. or anything by this game or, or tormented. Um, she, she's old enough. She, she's a full-on adult. She's okay, so just wanted to make mention so people like, you let your daughter watch? Play The Walking Dead. Yeah, is, no, no. All right, no, please no, keep, the keep going on, KB. But, but no, Telltale's doing a lot of great stuff right now, and, um, you know, that that's that. I think that's where they started with, with this was mm-hmm. the first Walking Dead season. And so. I think they actually have a Batman game uh, in the works, they yeah. if I'm not mistaken. They do. So I'm really so, looking forward to that. Yeah. So. So on to you, Jay Free. Okay, number four. And I think somebody might have mentioned this already. If not, it's going to be on somebody's list. Uh, For the PS2, my number four is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Uh, It loosely follows the Civil War storyline. Basically, players are going to be either choosing pro registration side, which is Iron Man, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, And then the anti-registration side, it's Captain America, Luke Cage. And then most of the other characters are interchangeable where they can go from side to side. Um, and the really cool thing I like about this game is it introduces fusion powers, mm-hmm. which allows you to take two of your characters on your team and do a super move. And my favorite, for example, happens to in, uh, include Magneto. Magneto would take all the enemies. He'd use his power, group all the guys on screen together. And then if you had a blaster such as Miss Marvel or, um, or say, Iron Man, he'd fly up and he'd... Magneto would group all these guys together, and Iron Man would just blast them. Um, there's another one where he'd take like a, one of those bigger tank characters, like a Juggernaut or a Colossus, and put a take the metal and make a like a, almost like a globe around him, and that the character could run around the screen, running over and trampling all the villains uh, or the the enemies on the screen. So it allowed you to take. Uh, two and you know fastball special obviously everybody knows what a fastball special is with Wolverine Colossus the Hulk will pick him it's just a really cool way to take like two characters and put their powers together or combine both of their abilities together and do some heavy damage so that's uh, that's my number four Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 for the PS2 and my number three is uh, I think it was actually one of your honorable mentions uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 the NES. Um, I loved that game. I played that game probably more than any other game on Nintendo. And ironically, it's one of the most difficult games it is. in of probably all time. On did you beat it? I did, but <sighs> not when I was a child. You're gonna have you're gonna have to tell me off air. I want I'm gonna tell me what happens. It's, it's probably been about 15 years since I beat it, but um, I remember rehooking it up. I had my you know, I went through one of those phases when I was a teenager. Where I was like, oh, I want to play all my older yeah. games again. So I hooked up the NES, popped this game in, you know, with a little bit of help of some, you know, uh, it was, it was gamefacts.com at the time. Um, they weren't cheats, but I got some tips yeah. and um, was able to beat the game. And, th- you know, the most difficult part for most people in that game is when you're in the Hudson River, of course, and you're going through the dam level and you have mm-hmm. the electric coral leaf and you have to defuse all the dynamite and whatnot. And that part once you get by that part it wasn't that bad but the problem was getting past that part and having all four of your turtles alive and if you play that game that's going back to where donatello is my favorite in games i think in that particular game his bow staff the reach on it where you could just kind of like 
poke up with the bow staff if a guy was above you, kill him. You couldn't do that really. You couldn't reach with any of the other characters. Yeah. So if you lost Donatello in that game, you're done. You're done. Yeah. You might as well just hit reset and start. From scratch. I think that's as far as I got on that game. Was it? Yeah. I don't uh, think I ever got past uh, that. That's why I have no hair now, is because of the, <laughs> that level specifically. Um. So moving on to number, number three. three. Um, the Batman Arkham Knight game. Okay, I that's surprising to me. Okay. Ark, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Okay. Explain. I'm okay. Just... So so Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. I think is like one of. It's just one of those great games. It's it, it's true. It's truly polished. Like it's polished in every aspect of the game. Um, I like the whole Joker Batman. The way it works with you know the blood and all of that, and you know Joker being inside of him and and, and all that part of it. Um, the, the tank was a little much for me. The, the tank was a little much. Um, but just all of the add-on content in that game, like it was all, it was all perfect. Like I, I got to play a lot of it, um, and it just, it was just all really, really good stuff. Graphics were there, the, the the voice acting was there. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those games to me that's just pretty much perfect in every way. I'm not going to get too much into it because I'm sure it's going to be brought up. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have Arkham Knight on my list. Oh, you don't? I do not. So oh, you don't. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give it away, but um, I, I have an idea of what some of your others are going to be. Yeah. But no, anything else you want to say about it? Before? No, okay. no, it's just just an awesome, awesome okay. game. Okay, uh, moving on to my number three, and I want to uh, say everybody, just so you guys know, we're in overtime right now. Okay. Um, we my number three is uh, DC Universe Online uh, for both the PS3 and the PS4. I started on yep. the PS3, you know, the free download for the PS4. Uh, where KB, we were kind of mentioning this to JV uh, offline, off when we weren't recording. Um, I think I don't know how many character slots you get Two. for the free to play. Two free to play, so you can make a hero, you can make a villain. It's really really cool. There's so many different power sets that you have right off the bat. You can do uh, ice powers, which is a tank roll, which means you're going to get wailed on by a lot of the the big bosses. You have a fire power, which is a tank. You have um, I think you have to purchase it if you're playing free to play, but you have the red lanterns rage power. Uh, then you can have an earth power. You have a light, uh, hard light power for if you want to be Sinestro Core or Green Lantern. Um, you have a gadget power, so if you want to be like a Batman type, um, whatnot. Um, what else am I missing? Uh, here, KB? You can you can either fly or be a speedster. Right, but as far or, as power uh, powers no, just, go, uh, plant powers. Uh, yep. Healing powers, mental powers, sorcery, uh, ammunition, um, ammunition style. Yeah, celestial powers. So there's yeah. there's all different kinds of power trees. Which yeah, and then as far as movement goes, you can fly. You can um, almost have like kind of like a jetpack type of thing for the hovering. Yeah, hovering. Um, you can do super speed if you want to be the Flash, or you can do um, like almost like a disc based type of uh, kind of like what a skimming. gliding skip skimming. skimming. That's what they call yep. it. Skimming. Called skimming. Um, yeah. So I love the character creation. It's really customizable. Uh, fun power sets allow you to all kinds of different specific roles. Uh, there's tons of hours of gameplay. So basically, you you kind of storyline mode where you can be single players up to when you get to level 30. When you get to level 30, that's what he and uh, KB and I usually say, that's where the game really starts. Yeah. Um, so whatever. You say you put like 15, 20 hours just to get to level 30. Now you can start teaming up and it all unleashes all kinds of different missions where you can, because it's an online community, you can team up with other people. You can queue up and go into these eight-player raids and go through all these levels. You can go through, there's one I think you got to go through the Batcave and get yeah. through all the defenses of the Batcave. And you have eight different players, and that's where the roles come in very specific because you're going to need a healer to heal you as you're getting wailed on. You're going to need a tank to take most of that damage. You're going to need a controller to stun your enemies and give power back to individual characters. But it's just a really, really fun game. Um, you can have your own layers and hideouts, and it's so customizable. The, the, the thing I want to say about that game is if you played it when it came out and you gave up on it, give it another try. Because Jay Free and I have been playing it, like we said, since its inception. And 
at first it was very difficult because it, it was very glitchy at first when it came out. It had a lot of screen tear problems. Um, a lot of weird things would happen in the game. It wasn't really that enjoyable. It was slow. But now it's perfected. Yes, it's definitely it, all the glitches yep. have been. And the other thing, too, is when it first came out, it was a subscription based. Yeah. So you could pay for like three months at a time. Now it's like free to play. So a lot more people are on board. It just opened up for the Xbox, but they also now allow for cross play yep. between the PS4 and PC versions. So characters created on the PC versions can now interact. It's on the same server with the PS4 characters. So if you're, you know, theoretically, we could all have the same league. Um, the other thing I want to mention, this is where I'm going to sound neurotic. Free to play, you get two characters. When you become a, when you actually paid for, I forgot how many yep. slots you if, get. If you pay, if you pay a minimum of five dollars, you'll get like six slots. But when we were, when we actually legendary, I think it's fourteen or Four, seventeen, okay. something like that. I think it's fourteen. It's in the teens. And then you can actually buy up to additional slots. I've maxed uh, out at uh, thirty-two. So I have, I have 32, <laughs> 32, I have 32 freaking characters on this game. <laughs> wow. Because to me, it's like I want a hero and villain for each power set because each power set, you can actually do trees. So there's basically, if you're a firepower, you can have an ignition or you can have a blast. And then there's like eight to 12 different powers in each, but you only have enough room for one of those trees, really. Yeah. You can mix and match or you can specialize in one of those power trees and get additional benefits from that. So it's kind of a give and take. Um, so I basically want to have a character with each power tree, and I'm like... Jeffrey's not mentioning all the sexy load screens of Poison Ivy and Power well, Girl. Well, no. Okay, I should I should mention this. See, now, why, why do you got to say that? You got to throw me under the bus. The Jim Lee who is my favorite comic book artist of all time, did all of these screenshots and the design of the game. The opening cinematic, I don't know if you've seen that yet. I will I send that to you. It's amazing. amazing. It is an amazing, like a good five-minute opening trailer to the game, and it's sick. I don't want to say too much about it because I know we're kind of le- yeah. uh, going overtime here. So, But that's my number three. Um, I just want to give more of you guys time to talk. we got about another 15 minutes or so, so I just want to kind of go into that. <laughs> okay. Let's go into our number two spot. All right, but I think if you guys have sold me on that, I'm actually going to give that a download when I get home. But my number two, um, which was also on KB's list, The Walking Dead Season 1 by Telltale Games. Nice. Uh, specifically, I played it on the Xbox 360. Um, it was actually out for a while before mm-hmm. I played it. it. It had gone on sale as like an Xbox Gold yeah. um, special buy. Um, so I gave it a shot, and I was thoroughly impressed. The characters, the storytelling was just it – was, it was so thorough. Like, you really – as you alluded to earlier, you just really kind of fall in love for the characters in the game. Like yeah. Clementine, I felt like she was my kid the yeah. whole game. And then Lee, like I, you kind of feel like you're you're Lee at times. And you know, there's just a lot of this this shock factor in that game. And if if you're not a gamer, this isn't a hard game to play. Yeah. It's very it's like turn based, point and click to play. It's yeah. it's simple and you will I, I really think if you if you're a Walking Dead fan and you have a you're console of any kind and you haven't played it. You you have to you can get it cheap now. I highly recommend. You're not it. gonna you're not gonna see Daryl Dixon running around, but it's no. it's, it's no. original characters and it's set in that same world and it's so so good. Oh, it's just it's my my highlight of that game particularly. I think there's a character. It's either Kenny or Doug. I, I forget. It's been a while, but Kenny, um, maybe you yep. have the choice where you can either save them or it's like a like a salt cube or a salt lick, whatever you call it, and you kind of like it's violent, but you kind of like have the choice to either. Let him live or smash his head in because yep. he's going to turn regardless. And if you make the decision to like just drop it on his head and smash it, it's there's some shock factor there. I was a little thrown off. <laughs> and I should I should throw in too um, for people that not are not familiar with that game, the choices you make in the game can affect some of the storyline yes. moving forward. Yes. So, you know, again, Kenny, I don't know which one. Uh, what's the Kenny's the the older guy, and then what's his kid's name? Is it like 
Duck. 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 Yes. So yeah. So there's there's basically if there's there's certain things where if you're mean to that kid or whatever, the father is going to hate you, and then that's going to cause and you know. Uh, inverse in that relationship or you, you're nice to him and all of a sudden you're buddy-buddy and you get somebody watching your back and then you're mean to another character or you do something that another character disproves of, it's going to create conflict later on and in the story. Interestingly, too, it, it's, it's, it's a, it changes main characters in a way. I mean, not, not to give the whole thing away, but you have Lee and Clementine and it's like, well, you're initially like Lee's kind of the main character, but then Clementine kind of becomes mm-hmm. the main character of the game. Um, and, and Lee, you know, you don't even know what happened to him in the beginning, you know. Um, I wonder what the rest of his story was, right. um, but yeah, that was it's it's a really 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 good game. So that's your uh, that's, that's your num- my number two. All right, KB, what's what you got? Arkham Asylum. Okay. Um, Arkham Asylum for me, I mean, that started the whole all those Batman games, um, and it was it, I think it was a real achievement, um, and not necessarily just you know the the sandbox that it created of Arkham Asylum, but that game to me like when it first starts. And then Batman's driving Joker to the asylum, and and he's they're walking down the thing, and it's like, wow, like they really captured the airiness, how airy Arkham Asylum is, and how creepy uh, this game could be. And then the gameplay was just fantastic, and and uh, as you know, it launched all the rest of the stuff, and you know, uh, finding all the Riddler's clues for the first time, um, just just the story as a whole, and it was just really really good. It was just an all around great game, and it was like. It was refreshing because I think that was we hadn't seen a great, great comic book game in a while. You know what I mean? Yep, at, at that exactly. point, and it I was agree. like, it was 100%. like, wow, like this is is this what comic book games are going to hold for us? And since then, we've gotten the Arkham games, we've gotten some Marvel games. Um, I I want to see more games like this. I want to see more games like the Arkham series for maybe another character um, that just really dive into the world. As 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 deep as as the Arkham games have, and for me that game's important because it, it's what started all of those Arkham games. So it's it's amazing, amazing game. G Freak. All right, uh, kind of cheated for my number two, um, and I believe JV already mentioned these. Uh, both for the Sega Genesis, X Men and X Men Two Clone Wars. Um, as I mentioned, growing up when I was really really young, Ninja Turtles, huge fan of the cartoon. When I was about ten years old, was when the the nineties animated series for the X Men really took effect and that's when I was like I fell in love with the X of the X-Men by far my favorite mutant or uh, favorite superhero team and then I think we lived in the golden age with that Batman anim- animated series and X-Men just like back back to back those two were the best cartoons like in all of in my opinion of all time so uh I love that 90s animated series uh, the first X-Men game uh, you could play as Wolverine, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Gambit. You had supporting characters with with Storm, Rogue, Iceman, and Archangel. They can be called upon for support. For and then if you fell off like the the a cliff or a side, Jean Grey would pick you up with her, that. her telekinetic <laughs> and that. drop you off. So I thought that was, that was really really cool. So you fell a lot, didn't you? I'm, I'm, you just wanted to see I'm Jean not, Grey. That's again. Why do you keep throwing me under the bus? You make me sound like a pervert. I didn't even know like, that about you. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, <laughs> X-Men 2 Clone Wars. Um, it was a little bit different, but the, the animation and the cutscenes were actually really cool. It reminded me of a comic book. They had a different cast of characters. Uh, obviously, you still had Wolverine and Cyclops and Gambit and Nightcrawler from the original four. They, their moves were changed a little bit, but you could also play as Beast, Psylocke, and then after the third level, you could unlock Magneto and play as Magneto as well. So that was really, really cool. Uh, so that's why that's at my number two, uh, X-Men and X-Men 2 Clone Wars. So, moving on to number one. JV, what is in your number one spot? My number one is a Batman game. 
Um, I could have picked uh, either this game or another to be number one on my list, mm -hmm. but I'm going with Arkham Knight. Um, I have played Arkham Knight and Arkham Asylum. Sadly, I have never played Arkham City, but um, Arkham Knight is my number one game. I played it recently, uh, as KB alluded to earlier. It was just it was it was Arkham Asylum, but perfected. Um, mm -hmm. I know the Batmobile um, parts in the game kind of get a lot of get a lot of negativity, but for some reason, I I really enjoyed them. Um, <clears throat> Specifically, I think it's Deathstroke you fight. There's yeah. that one battle where it's like you, you get there's like a certain spot on the tank you have mm -hmm. to hit, and that was insanely difficult. And I'm not one to complete a game 100. It's not yeah. just I'm not a trophy hunter yeah. when I game. That, I was going to ask you about that if you if you're if you're one of those guys. <laughs> uh, I'm not really like some people. Yeah. <laughs> and I have nothing. You know, I think that's amazing when people do that. Um, just the dedication it takes. Um, but this game, I was just so involved that. I had to 100 percent it, and you know, uh, one of my buddies, Eric, who's the head of 59 Media, uh, he and I were kind of, you know, going back and forth that game to say, all right, who's who's going to get all the riddles and stuff first? So that game is number one on my list. You know, the Joker being, you know, the highlight of that game, the fact mm -hmm. that he's always chirping in yeah. the air, and when you die, he's always got something negative to say. Oh, and I it's forgot just, about those those yeah. death screens, those, those death screens, screens yeah. it was just the amazing. different and villains. You have Mark Hamill. Yeah, you have Kevin Conroy doing the voice acting for Batman yeah. and Joker, so it's just a flawless the perfect game. guys doing it. Yeah, yeah. and then usually the, the DLC. It yeah. was just you don't get DLC, you don't get a lot of value out of DLC these days. In that game, you you did you got a lot of value. I didn't even play it all. There was so much DLC. Yeah, yeah so. I haven't gotten to all of it either. I, I mean, I haven't finished all of it. Like I've, I've tapped into all of it, but I haven't finished all of it. Um, by the way, Xbox Live score 128,000. <laughs> wow. <laughs> who's, who's, who's bragging? <laughs> PS, PS, uh, PlayStation uh, level 13, something like that. Not, not as high as the Xbox um, Live score. Um, my number one, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Um, that game, I remember picking that up and just being like, I, I picked that up just on, on a whim. I, I didn't even hear it was coming out. You know, I just seen it in the stores like, oh, this is awesome. I had to get this home. And I was like, oh, you know, you know, it's probably like, you know, 10, 12, 20 characters. And the, the massive amount of characters. And I'm like, holy shit, I can be all of these characters. And I can interchange all of them so easily. And I can play as all of them at the same time. And the, the, all the different bosses that... See, for me, like, Jay Free's, you know, he was in the comics growing up. I was more into games growing up. So Jay Free, you know, picking up Ultimate Alliance. I mean, that must have been heaven for him. Um, because of all the characters and, and some of the bosses, uh, what was one of them? Is it Fing Fang Foom or something like that? What, what's what's the boss? The the dragon guy? Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. Iron Man villain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't know that guy. I didn't know yeah, who yeah. that character was. I'm like, <laughs> wow. It's like this is insane. All these characters, and just it it, it played so fluid fluidly, and it was just um, the you could get the upgrades. Like if you put the right four characters together, it would give you like special perks and things like that. So I, I just thought like that was an awesome game, and I'm really sad like they didn't do any more with the Marvel Ultimate Alliance stuff because I think both one and two were great, but one for me was just like you know this was the first time I could just you know take all those characters and do whatever I wanted with them and the ultimate costumes and stuff like that, playing as Venom, um, things like that. So it was just really really cool. Jay Free, what's your number one? Well, before I get into my number one, I want to ask. So what, what were you just saying about your Xbox and your PS4? What was that again? The the scores? What yeah, is that? The gamer scores? Yeah. Can you give me the uh, the Xbox one again? I think it's like 128,000, something like that. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, just, I wanted to say that. Um, my number one. So 
uh, of all the comic-based video games, and I don't think either of you guys mentioned this, which is surprising. JV, uh, you have, uh, I'm going to give you a, a break on this one because you haven't played it. My number one is Arkham City. Arkham City is, to me, the complete Batman game. So you have, based on what, what uh, JV just said, you have Mark Hamill, you, you have Kevin Conroy. Those are, when I read those comics and I see the Joker speaking or Batman speaking, those are the voices that are in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked is it took Arkham Asylum, it took that world, and then it just made it so much bigger. So much bigger. Um, and it brought in a lot more villains. Um, and I don't want to give it away because I know, JV, if you ever play, I don't want to give away some of the, the, the I only twists. finished like half of it. I got but like I mean, I mean you, get, you get the Joker, you get Clayface, you get Ra's al Ghul, you get Bane. You Penguin. Get, yeah, you get all these other sign yeah. missions. And it's just, it, it's the whole rogues gallery of Batman. And it's just, it's so good. That on top of the Riddler trophies and everything else, I just think that makes it the absolute perfect Batman game. Batman being my favorite DC Hero, easy pick for me. They, at they're, uh, I heard they're they're re-releasing all those yes, in a trilogy. So, so they're releasing them in a trilogy for the PS4 now yeah. with updated graphics and a little bit smoother. So You're picking that up, aren't you? I'm very. I'm so to all the listeners. I love Fallout 4, and I have been slacking on that so bad, but I might have to put that one uh, slide that disc. Uh, put hard, it in, hard in to slide it over. I know, but it's it's just so like I I love those games so much. Like I've yeah. already I have them for the PS3. I might have to pick it up for the PS4. Yeah. Um, no, oddly enough, nobody said uh, Arkham Origins because I thought that was a shit show of a game. Um, I liked it, but it was just it was made by a different uh, developer, and uh, I was something. But, I, yeah. I, I hate when franchises do that. They go off yeah, the developer for one game, and it's it's a, just a mess. Well, they made they. I think they also made the. I think it was W WB Montreal or something like that, and I think yeah. they did the DLC for Arkham Knight. Okay. So they did the the Arkham Origins, and I think they did some of the DLC for the the uh, the Arkham Knight game. If I'm not mistaken, I could be. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong, listeners. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's uh, that was a good final countdown. We, we're over time right now. We're droning on. So I think we just need to kind of wrap this up and get out of here. Um, any other final comments before we do? I just want to throw it out there. No. No. Shaking their heads. Know. Okay. <laughs> Um, we're going to go out before, like, as normal, what we typically do. Let's go to anything we want to plug. KB, I'll start with you. Do you have uh, anything you specifically you want to plug? No, just um, if anybody wants to contact me, you can reach out to us on the, on the Facebook page, the okay. Free, free yeah. Geek Facebook page. You know, send a message if you want any of our gamer tags you want to play with. If you play DC Universe yeah. Online, you want to join our, our little league. Yep. Uh, uh, Faithstad115. Oh, I was going to say you could just message the page, <laughs> but you can get, you can give it out. <laughs> well, why not? Um, I'm Gazoo82, G-A-Z-O-O-8-2. And uh, my Xbox Live is uh, Mad. Gamer seventy nine. Oh yeah, I shouldn't have mentioned the first ones were for the PS four, and then he just gave you the the Xbox one. Um, okay, JV. I know you need to plug a couple things. Uh, I know we typically talk about well, we'll get to like Twitter and all social media here in a second, but websites or anything along that line. Uh, yes, I'm trying to uh, jumpstart my Twitch stream. If you know what Twitch is, it's a uh, it's a platform uh, where people pretty much stream their video gameplay. You view it and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. It's interactive. So I'm trying to launch my own channel there. That's www.twitch.tv slash John Van Damage. Um, if you want to friend me on PS4, it's John underscore Van underscore Damage. And then on Twitter, if you'd like to uh, leave some feedback or just discuss any of the topics we've discussed today, it's at John Van Damage. So... Well, you're going to get a follow from me. So, um, <laughs> my my stuff's very easy. Instagram, Twitter, 
jfree82, J-F-R-E-E-82. And my website, uh, jfreethegeek, J-F-R-E-E-T-H-E-G-E-E-K.com. Um, I'm constantly updating that with uh, Instagram pictures and whatnot, uh, different articles I find. And then we'll be updating the, uh, the Facebook page as well. Um, if you're listening on Podbean right now, go to Facebook, Free Your Geek. On Facebook, you'll see the same artwork that you see on Podbean as uh, on the, the Facebook page. We're going to be updating that um, with different articles and comments and whatnot. So uh, please give us any feedback. Uh, just don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> constructive criticism is always welcome. You want to hear some type of different segments on the show. What do you like? What don't you like? What can we change? What can we make better? Um, that's pretty much it. Any uh, last comments? Nothing? No, okay. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you again. And let's start the weekend with your geek friends. And uh, don't forget uh, to uh, get your geek on. Have a good weekend, guys. You're still here. It's over. Go home.